getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. There's the three of us today uh, in the um, in the hot seats. There's myself, Una Hilsey and Capodan. Uh, we're inviting you, our listeners and viewers and everything else, to, to join the show. Uh, you'll be able to click on a link if you go to gunsandyellowribbons.com slash show. Uh, you can join and have your say. We've got a few questions lined up that we can discuss with you. You can tell us how you feel the season has been going. Um, uh, you know, and, you know, what do you think of Tottenham? Uh, anything you want, as you know, because we're not playing them today, so we can talk about them as well if you like. Dan, how are you, mate? Not a body finger Tottenham plays. Absolutely not. Unless we're playing Tottenham. <laughs> fed up for that. Fed up for that one. Yeah, I know. No, I'm uh, I'm doing very good, thanks, mate. I'm uh yeah, I've enjoyed a nice break from the beer, which means I'll be ready to go again on Saturday for a couple of games. I'm back. My friend Saint Michael, Miguel, is back. Yeah, two or three weeks of as you say, like there's a bit of abstinence makes the heart grow very much fonder. Exactly. That's your uh, alter ego, isn't it, San Miguel? It is, yes, it is. <laughs> And listen, we can see you today. Like you know, I know there's a bit of a light shining on your head, but it's a much better picture from you. This, this, this one. That's that's my halo. Well, I might expose halo, a bit more it? of the rock and sunset color, so I might have to turn it off a bit later. Yeah, yeah. You might get a, you might even get sunburned sitting under that long. Hey, Trev, what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get involved in all? I'm not. I'm bad not that. I'm just. Who's put that? Just waiting on Trev in the chat, Fergus. You're out of order, mate. You were out the door. Oh, you were out the door. Before kickoff, people. We were we were a couple of seconds late because Fergus's previous shirt was too tight, so we had to go and change it to a looser one. No, no, you it. were worried about this. You were worried about this shirt in case it could box something. Oh, that's all I'm showing you. Of you. That... Yeah, it's oh, a bit. It's too soon, Ferg. Too soon, son. Too soon. A little, little bit. I bought that from Red Action in the Rocket, uh, 2011. So it was 50 years at that point. Uh, and there was me, my brother-in-law, and uh, my two brother-in-laws, and we all got uh, shirts each. It was absolutely brilliant, and I, I still, I still have it now, just just for messing about in the house and everything else. Listen, it's a live podcast. You can join if you click on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Click on join the show. That's how Dan has joined us today, and he's using his phone. He's turned his phone landscape, um, and uh, yeah, you can see all of him. Yeah, hence the uh, yeah. up chin view. Up, up chin view. Uh, yeah. Evening to the guys in the chat. Um, if you do want to come on and have a chat with us, uh, do so. Um, listen, uh, we'll ask our guests as well. But we're in, we're in the interlull, as they say. It's in it's in the international break. There's no real football to talk about. We got Leeds on on um, on Saturday, and we're meeting up for a few beers beforehand. And we're going to watch Man City hopefully drop a few points to Liverpool. Um, I'll, I'll go to you first, Dan. Dan, what have you made of the season so so far? You can't have any complaints, can you really, in terms of the league? I mean, more than I probably ever dreamed of at the start of the season, more than most people ever thought would uh, would happen this year. Um, acceleration of where we thought we'd be in maybe a few years' time or hope to be in a few years' time. Um, and just generally really enjoying the season. And as we say so many times, enjoying spending time with friends, just having a few beers. And yeah, I, I feel like I've never drunk as much in my whole life as I have this season. And it obviously shows how much we're enjoying it. Um, well, that could be down to him over there as well. Well, you do go on European <laughs> trips with uh, with Trevor. You've done your fair share of uh, influence in there as well, folks. <laughs> I probably have. I probably have. <laughs> one point was yours. Um, one point was Trev's. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a two-pint job, isn't it? Trev, season so far, what have you made of it? Oh, yeah. Firstly, Ferg, thank God that weekend's over. How boring is it? We just didn't need an international weekend, did we? It's the last thing we needed. Season so far, Ferg, how can you not be happy with us? How can you not be happy? Yeah, it was disappointing going out of Europe the way we did, but if you'd have said to anybody, you know, any Arsenal fan before this season started, we're going to go out of Europe in the round of uh, eight or the round of 16, whatever it was, but we're going to be top of the league, clear by eight points approaching Easter. It's a no-brainer. Everyone on this planet would have took it. So I'm happy. I'm over the moon. I'm excited about this weekend, going back and watching our great club. I'm excited about having a beer with a few of my mates. Uh, it's just exciting, full stop, being an Arsenal fan at the moment, isn't it? So I have no problems whatsoever with this season, mate. Um, if we look at the season then and, uh, you know, where we were last season and to where we were now and where we were like, you know, 2019, December 2019, when Arteta took over, um, how how well do you think we've progressed? <laughs> Clearly, we've we, we've done really well. But did you exec- uh, expect the acceleration and the, pro- uh, the, the speed of the process that Arteta has put in place, Trev? Um. I didn't really have an opinion. I, I had hope, Fergus. I hoped that it would come quickly, but I didn't think it had come as quickly as this because we've, us Arsenal fans, we've got have to be honest with ourselves and, and, and admit that Arteta took over a club. In in some ways, turmoil wouldn't be too big a word to use, would it? You know, we, we were spending money on players that couldn't play football. We spent 70-odd million on a player that's now probably worth about seven or eight, you know? Um, so sure. we were in a mess. We were in a proper, proper mess. And Mikel Arteta has gone in there and done what he's done. And even he admits himself, we are ahead of the plan. He admitted that, didn't he? Um, so we are ahead of the plan, but he can be as ahead as he wants for me. Um, it's just, just, I'm just enjoying it, Ferg. So I'm a little bit surprised it's come so quickly. I'm not upset when you consider what he got to take over from. He's worked wonders, really, hasn't he? And of course. Yeah. Not forgetting, you, you boys that did it have got to admit it. You know, a lot of not a, quite a few of the fans were on his back saying he's the wrong person. When we lost those first four games, was it last season? It was Arteta out, Arteta out. So sometimes these fans, we have not me, I didn't say Arteta out, but we all have to think sometimes we're fans of the football club, the bigger picture. We're fans of the football club, and now look what we're getting for it. Look what we're getting for it, mate. Uh, just uh, to let people know it, uh, how you join, uh, and then I'll come to you, Dan. If I just add this here, if you go to gunsandyellowribbons.com, you can either click on the little headset guy, alien guy there, or you can click on join the show. If you click on join the show, it will redirect you into this screen here where you can join the show. So uh, it's quite simple. It's quite easy for you to do and do that. Dan, um, what was your what was your uh, thoughts on the, the speed of the process? I don't think I ever expected us this season to be challenging or or as far clear as we are now. But I did expect us to make a lot of progression, just not in the way that we have. And I think probably quite naive as a fan, I expected it to be a little bit more linear. Um, when Arteta first joined, even I remember you know the, the game against Bournemouth, the one-one draw. I, I felt like there was just a, a little bit of a change in the way we was playing, and I knew enough expected us to be challenging for Europe. Um, pushing on to Champions League the next year and then maybe challenging in the third year. Um, I don't think anyone expected us to drop off as as 
much as we did in that sort of 10 runner games without a win. Um, and then to have, you know, the end of last season with the Champions League, at, at that point, I expected us to get Champions League football and then to drop away at the end. But that that is that is football, isn't it? There's, there's ups and downs and there'll be more ups and more downs to come. So um, just good to see us on the right track. Yeah, indeed. And Dan, look, myself and yourself, we joined uh, all man Trev and Terry and Mark and Sarah and Lyle and Dan and Dave and numerous other Gooners and some of the Ashburton Army as well uh, on the European tour. Uh, I managed to do Zurich, well, most of the game anyway, uh, Zurich and um, PSV. Uh, you ended up doing Lisbon as well um, uh, for that. And Trev done everything. He done... He done um, Bodo as well. How have you enjoyed doing the European tour and with a bunch of mates as well? Yeah, it's amazing because it, it's not just football, it's it's doing other things as well, seeing the world, seeing places that I haven't seen before, um, you know, ticking things off the list and to be able to do it with some great people along the way, even better. And exactly as you said, we've met some fantastic people and, and mainly for me, thanks to, to you two that have introduced me to some great people along the way and you know, we, I can't go to a football match now about bumping into people that we know and seeing some nice faces. Um, sometimes I have to well, see... You have got a flag on your back and everyone wants a photo and a selfie with you. Well, yeah, the occasional people that do. But yeah, most most people that, uh, I don't know, maybe like me for me. But um, <laughs> Unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, but no, really, really, really enjoying it. And um, seeing the bigger picture of football, and I, I probably would never say that was something I would have thought a few years ago. For me, it was just football and it's all about winning. And um, I started to take the negative results in my stride a bit better. That's that's interesting to say. Trevor, you've been going for years. This European tour, how did it compare to others? I know you've got all the way to Baku and Paris and, and stuff over the years, but how did you enjoy this European tour? Well, it, it was the return of the European tour, wasn't it? Because we didn't get to do it, did we, before, you know? That's um, true, yeah. So it, I, I've had a wonderful year of European tour. I'm gutted that it's ended. Um, as, as Dan just said, you see some great places you, you get to know. Every every European tour you go on, you get to meet and know more people. And it's it, it's a, it's fantastic. Um, they're a special group. I'm not saying they're better or worse, but they're a special group that go to these European away games. And... Uh, <laughs> It's always a pleasure to be in their company. And I mean, just take for instance Lisbon. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if it's a big group or a small group. First day in Lisbon, Dan, Terry, and myself, we sat in the bar drinking pints at two euros a pint, you know, and just just passed some time away. Started off talking sensibly, and by the end of these 10 pints, whatever it was, we were talking absolute bull crap. But that that don't oh, yeah, and, and that, that was the moment you joined the podcast live. <laughs> no, that was the following day. I think when it was that the following day. No, that was the Wednesday. That was the Wednesday. Was oh yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. It was it was a little bit messy to say the least. Then the following day, of course, we met up with all the other groups of lads, and uh, just a shame that we didn't win that game because we were quite capable of winning it. But it is a it's a it's a fantastic season, Ferg. Um, I've not looked at the line, what you want the, the, to talk about today, but um, for me. What's what's been most brilliant about this season is that I've not got one player. I'm not talking about how good or how bad players are, right? We can talk about that later, folks. But I've not got one player that I'm thinking in my head, they're not trying. They're not playing for the badge. And I can't remember having having had that 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 feeling before about every player that sets foot on the field. 
there's always been one or two or even three or four that I'm thinking they're not giving their best for me. They're, they're, but they're, you know, not now. Not now. Every player that sets on that field in our red shirt is, is giving 100%. And it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling. It's so good for our club. It, it, it is. But just slightly go back to Europe because uh, somebody's put a question. Puds has put a question in the chat on here. And I'll, I'll point it to you first because you've more uh, been away uh, more than in Europe than myself and um, Dan. Um, have you preferred Europa League matches? And I, I know you've probably where the answer is, uh, rather than Champions League matches away as destination because they're generally less touristy. Pods, thank you for the question. If anybody else doesn't want to come on and feels a bit shy, feel free to put your question in the chat. But if you do want to come on, it's click on that um, gunsandyellowribbons.com slash show. Trev? Yeah, yeah it, well, that's a two-part two part answer to that question, Ferg. For standard of football, I want to see Arsenal playing the best standard of opposition we possibly can. So obviously I want to see us in the Champions League because I want to see us we're, we're a good enough side now to test ourselves against the very best in Europe, I believe. But for, for, for being a European traveller and for the trips it throws up, there's there's no disappointment in the Europa League. We, it's thrown up some, some amazing trips. You know, this year it sent us to the Arctic Circle, to Bodo. You know, we've been to Belarus. Um, we've been to Ukraine and uh, Christ knows where else. So the, the Champions League does in the early rounds, does throw up the odd trip that's a bit surprising, but the Champions League is, uh, the, the, excuse me, the Europa League has sent us on some wonderful trips, some wonderful trips. And I prefer that for the trip, but for the football we play, I want to see us in the Champions League. If you had a choice, where would you rather go? Uh, clearly the football, for as Trev said, uh, would make you want to go Champions League, but the weird and wonderful places you've been to, uh, it's got to be interesting as well isn't it Dan because you're you, you like travel like 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 us yeah, yeah it's interesting though because I think it's it's down to how much obviously Trev has traveled a bit and followed us abroad that I think you're probably at that stage where you've seen enough of the big grounds and that you're quite happy to go to the smaller places I mean in terms of traveling I absolutely like seeing a few more places that are obscure but there's still for me there's some big European grounds that I've still not been to so for me I'd absolutely love to go to, to them and and even the likes of Juventus and Barcelona that were talked about for the Europa League, they were the sort of draws I was looking forward to as well, just because I've not been to all of those grounds yet. So um, perhaps in a few more years, when I've ticked those off, I'll probably be changing my opinion, I'd imagine. Mm, yeah. Uh, there's a question about um, ticketing, which we'll come back to afterwards. Uh, first guest is in the green room, uh, getting ready to come on. Uh, we'll talk to you in a, in a second, Ben. Uh, are you ready to come on yet, Ben? No. Nope. He doesn't look ready just yet. Let's bring him on. <laughs> Hello, Ben. How are you, mate? Boys, you all right? Yeah, good. <clears throat> so good. I'm just getting organised. Let's go. Yeah. So <laughs> so uh, we've been chatting among ourselves um, about how the season has gone so far and how, how you know we've enjoyed it and so on. Uh, you've uh, been back in the stadium after a long hiatus and you've got heavily involved with the guys of the Ashburton Army and so on, home and away, up and down the country and around Europe. Um, what, what's what been your favourite game this season? Blimey, where do we start? Uh, go on, uh, home game first. What? That's Sorry? a big question in fairness, Ferg. That's a big question. Well, there's been, there's been a lot of good games in there. There's been a lot of outstanding trips. I, I, I suppose it's more it's more about the trip and it's more about the you know like the experience not not necessarily on the pitch off the pitch 
best game? Right. Uh, for the... Oh, blimey. Let us go. Let's go back to... Uh, God. Um, do you want to um, think about I, it? Like, I, give you a di- different I question. Probably haven't, I probably haven't been to as many as what you have, but um, I, I, there's quite a few that stick out for me. Um, not not just regards of atmosphere. I just think just just general just days out, even even trips to things like Stafford Bridge now. Not it's just, just literally just up the road for most, and and it, it's just like the meeting before the game, catch catch a few faces, go and get a brilliant result, and then go and. Uh, Go and celebrate it afterwards, even if it's only in London. It's been a top day. Even even like Wolves away at seven forty-five on a Saturday, we moaned about the the change in kick, the the kickoff time, and everything else. But we still went up there. We had a blinding trip on the way up there, and our coach from down here, and it, it, even things like that. You, you moan about them at the time about they don't think of the fans and and things like that, but. You get you get that ticket and you you're on your way up there, don't you? And you have an absolute quality day, and you get three points and a two 0 win and things like that. They go unnoticed, but I actually think they're they're sometimes the better ones. I know the away end's absolutely garbage, but um, you 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 make what it is, don't you? So, um, but we had an absolute cracker getting home at half three in the morning. I think we got we got home, but they're they're, they're the ones, aren't they? We left at twelve o'clock on a twelve o'clock midday to go to a at a, a game away and we have an absolute cracker but um that, that was like regards to the emirates i unfortunately enough, i uh i missed the bournemouth game um i'd obviously love to have seen, seen that and I, I nearly nearly did if i got a ticket on the day I, I um i was up there but my plans changed my, my plan was i wasn't going and and then plans changed on the day and i, I could have got a ticket after 12 o'clock but i didn't really get enough time to go up there but um Obviously, Tottenham at home is really good. United at home is really good. Uh, so, the trouble is, there's so many. You can sit here all day and night talking about games this season. It's just been an incredible journey. Um, it's it's, just why sounds we, why like you like them all, Ben. What's that? <laughs> sounds like you like all of them, which I can't blame you. <laughs> I, 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 it's, the thing is, the thing is, there hasn't been that many disappointing. I mean, Everton away, I thought it was a real disappointment. I mean, it, yeah. we still had a decent journey back. We we kind of just kind of struck, put that to one side and carried on. And, and we're kind of, we're, we're stuck in Liverpool. What are we going to do? Sulk about it all the way home or we'll have a beer and we'll stick some music on and have a good carry on and get home at stupid o'clock. Um, yeah. But that's exactly what we've done, really. It's one, one of those, really. But um, there's, there's been, there's been some cracking days cracking wins um if I, I, if I was if, if I was to say say to you um you know we went through the league cup we came out of the league cup quite early we came out of the FA cup quite early we went quite a, a long way in Europe in in which we were talking about a few minutes ago how did you feel about coming out of the two domestic cups so early I, I hate losing any game, Fergus. I'm just, I'm just a, a winner, like, like, like most of you boys, I suppose. But when you, when you, when you put the context of the fact that we haven't, we didn't, have, when we went out the League Cup against Brighton, we haven't got the massive squad, have we? We just, it's one of those where you say, yeah, okay, we'll, um, we'll shrug that to one side pretty quickly, and um, we'll concentrate on what we've got left because we, at that point, we still had the FA Cup, the Europa League, and obviously we were still doing doing well in the league and in a, in a decent position. But um, the FA Cup was one of those as well. We drew Man City, didn't we? It was never going to be easy. And um, it's kind of a free, not a kind of a free hit sort of thing in a way that um, 
if we got through then we would pro- probably still be in it now but um yeah i mean europa league absolutely gutted to go out of that the other, the other last two weeks ago i was really gutted for two or three days and then and then and then you kind of deal with it it's, it's, it's just I just thought, not because of the fact I'd booked hotels and flights like you boys, but I just thought generally I thought we was going to go all the way anyway. I thought the Europa League was there for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 about be, the league. Be like me, be like me, Ben. Uh, go go to Budapest anyway. <laughs> well, uh, well, the the flight the flights are still there, so we haven't actually changed nothing yet. There's, there's um, I don't particularly want to bump into a. Thousands of Manx in Budapest. That, that, rather, that's my only. I rather, I rather they didn't get there, um, and then we might just carry on and just stay in Budapest. But otherwise, it might be a, a few days um, and celebrate. Hopefully, a, a league title somewhere in uh, somewhere hot. It's better and, uh, and get a nice pool and a few um, cocktails. Was think but we'll last see. Qu- last, qu- but, last question for you because we got somebody else in 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 the chat. Um, uh, what do you think of the Cronkies right now? Oh, you're you're you've got got me some tough <laughs> questions tonight, haven't you? <laughs> Jesus, have you just nailed have you just nailed this one on me today? You ain't gonna ask anyone. No, else. I got I got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's 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 really interesting because I know how passionate you were at the ESL uh, announcement and. Right, you, you, I, I am I am probably a good one to ask because obviously um I I went all those years without going into the Emirates. Obviously not. Not because I was in Scotland, you know that situation, but yeah. um, sacrificing cup finals and and whatnot, obviously not to um, not to go to the Emirates at all. I'm not the sort of person that would take my ticket off of someone that's done a hell of a lot more than me and and go to a cup finals. And and that's that was my always been my belief. Um, and yeah, I mean the way the club was run down. I'm not going to go into anything negative because this is a this is a positive season, and so was last year. But um, I think what they've done, they what what happened at that protest, kick-started everything not needed to happen. Agreed. Um, Agreed. We all united. There was three and a half, four thousand of us there that night, uh, and it, something something had clicked. Um, I'm not saying it all clicked at that point, but something had clicked with regards to the fans um, that there was needing to unite. Um, uh, and they, since then, um, between that and uh, a couple of obviously a couple of bids from uh, Daniel Ecke had a couple of bids there, and um, which which got, roughed a few feathers, I think. And and they, you can't, in the day, you can't knock what, so what they've it, done it, now because you. Um, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to get to. In summary, do you think your opinion has improved a little? Well, you, you can't knock them. They've backed Arteta, yeah. and, and, and that was what. Yeah. That, that's all we asked for. End of the day, we we want a, a, a manager that was going to give get a bit of time, which um, obviously he was a coach when he when he took the job, really, um, and, mm. and and it, and it was a must that he got backed, and and he has been backed when he's asked for asked for money, and he's asked for this and that. They've backed him, so you, now now we're in a position where you just you just got to keep supporting what they're doing. I mean, I, I, I can't, I'll not, I'm not. I'll never forget that obviously the likes that they wanted to go into this Super League lark, but that's a bit of a distant memory at the moment. Um, and you and you've got to, you've got to be positive about what's going on. And like I say, Arteta's had the support from the owners, um, 
and, yeah, and, and I think also the fact that Josh had taken a bit more of a, a lead role and left, left, left Stan in the States and, he, and he's been very, yeah, very think, connected, think, like very, very close connection um, with Edu and um, Vinay and Arteta. You can't yeah, look it. You just... Trev, did you want to come in on anything on this before we get somebody else on? Yeah, well, do you know what? It was a question I was going to ask of Ben, but Ben's answered it when he said that. I, my opinion, and it's only my opinion for what it's worth, having been at them protests, is that they absolutely worked. That, although there was a bit of pyro there and there was lots of noise, they, they were of a, they, it was a peaceful protest. A lot of noise was made. A point was made. And my view is, honestly, that the Cronkies have thought to themselves, well, we like Arsenal Football Club, but we've got to pull our socks up a bit here, you know. We've got to pull our socks up a bit here. And that's exactly what they've done. That's exactly what they've done. And, and, and like Ben says, you can't be on their backs now, you know, because they've done all basically that we asked of them, in my opinion. Mm. No, yeah. you're right. Um, ben, thanks for joining us. Uh, it was easy to jump on. Just click on the link as, as, as I put up there, which is gunsandyellerribbons.com uh, slash show. We'll see you on Saturday, I'm sure, in around... No, no, unfortunately not. Um, kids got the kids kids down and okay. I, I couldn't... I couldn't unfortunately, I couldn't get um, two tickets together to uh, take Jake and I, obviously I'm not going to go without him. So, um, But I'll um, I'll see you in, uh, in Liverpool once I've... Uh, Dropped them back home, and I'll drop down to Liverpool on the on the way back down. So um, ben, we'll have a we'll, have, we'll a have a few pints. Ferg, I've got a question. Firstly, it's family first, Ben. You got to remember, of course, it is. of course, it is. of course, it is, mate. Secondly, you're not in the same hotel as me in Liverpool as well, are you? <laughs> I don't know where you're staying actually, because um, Lyle's put me up, I think, in in his, one of his accommodations. So I doubt. No, Lyle's Lyle's got an Airbnb. He's got a house or something like that. With yeah, so I'm jumping in there, but like I've also I've also stayed away from the uh, the county hotel in Newcastle just for you, Trev, as well. I'll let you have a full night's sleep to this one. <laughs> You're a top man, man. And don't lose your glasses, son. No, no, I, I can't afford to lose my mobile phone either, or, or damage it anyway. At the moment, quite after last year, I like to think I've learnt my lesson. Yeah, uh, thank you very much, Ben. Well, see, enjoy, see the rest you, uh, of, enjoy the rest of the season, lads. That's okay. Yeah, well, we're we're all hoping to. <laughs> see you in Liverpool. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Uh, so we got um, we got Andrew Ritchie in the background. He's going to come on in in a second. Uh, interesting, Dan. Uh, the just the the views of, um, of 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 Ben there and the the change about Cronky, etc. Yeah, not even just that. Just even talking about favourite games and things. I mean, clearly chose that he just enjoyed like most people pretty much every game. And how is it? How is it easier to just pick a game? Um, mm. But yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the, I think I think the Cronkies in general, um, as they said, how can you have a bad opinion? They've put money into the club. They seem to have changed things upstairs, and now it's started to come out on the pitch. But, yeah, and Dan, do you think that they? Sorry, Andrew, just a second, man. Sorry. I think that the, the reason the, the, the Cronkies pulled their finger out is that is that the protest happened, that a point was made, and it was made in a structured way beyond the protests, right? The, I know the supporters groups were at him in a structured way. And also, he started, he probably got his phones ringing a few times where people were saying, are you selling the club then? I'm interested. Are you selling? And it's probably jarred them into, into doing what they're doing now. Yeah. And, and and Lewis is right in the chat that ESL protest thing and, and, and just the, the emergence of it 
because of what it, it instigated, could be one of the best things that happened Arsenal Football Club in, in recent years. Andrew, uh, welcome. Uh, you're looking looking like you're sitting in a car at a car park. You're, it's not like <laughs> one of those sort of scenes. We're not, we, no, we no, can no, leave no. this on, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you can leave this on. You're fine, mate. I thought I'd stay free. Theo's got football training. And I thought, you know what? I'll stand there and watch him play football and do this. But it looked like I was videoing a load of kids. So I thought, you know what? I'm going back to the car because it's safe. So you're going to you're going to sit in the car <laughs> in a car park on your own instead. That doesn't yeah, look yeah. at all suspicious no. either. <laughs> no, I'd rather take this than that though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Listen, a question for you: Who in the league now do you fear? Nobody. Oh, what a great nobody. Answer. The way that we're playing at the moment, you know what? I really, I'm so looking forward to the next few weeks. I mean, you know, we've got we've got Leeds and we've got Liverpool, we've got City, we've got you know, we've got some big games coming up. But no, do you know what? When we played them in the FA Cup, we played City in the FA Cup, and we we got beat, didn't we? In that, but we didn't put a full strength team out, and I thought we were the better team. You put the stronger team out with the the likes on, and I just think we'll go toe to toe with them. And I just, I, I, why, why should we? We shouldn't fear anybody. We can, we're more than capable of beating anybody in this league. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll come to Dan on this question first, and then I'll come back to you uh, with the opposite question. Um, Dan, who do you think has been our most improve, improved player, and why, or how? I would say Ben White for that question mm -hmm. because I think when he came in last year for such a big price, that first game at Brentford got absolutely slated. And then even throughout the season playing centre-half, a lot of people still on his back. And he came back this year with Saliba taking his place, got moved out of position to right-back in a position where at the time I think Tommy was doing... A good job and he's just absolutely nailed it and he's become a key part of that team and it shows now that when he doesn't play and he does get rotated out one way or another he gets brought on still because he's just so fundamental to that team yeah. um and the opposite question then to to yourself then andrew um who do you feel uh, is um who hasn't progressed as much as you'd want to um, in, in, in the league so far and, and, and why? I don't know you're going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> the, That's what mates are for. God, how can you pick anybody out of that squad? That's difficult. That's the you answer, know? Andrew. That's the you answer. Know, if, you've, if you've really twisted my arm to, make a, to say a name and it's really harsh because we haven't seen him very much, I'd have to say Turner. Because I've just how shaky he's been, you know, sort of like sometimes. But that's being really harsh, isn't it? I mean, you're really making me pick a name out there. But I'd, they're such a solid unit together. And you, when you look at stuff, you know, you look at when we we the other week that video we saw of um, um, Xhaka coming back, you know, with the tackle that they did and they're pulling each other up. And, they, you know, just the solidarity in the team's phenomenal. So they're pulling each other through, hasn't he? So really, if any of them have a bad game, Look, the own goal that got scored. Everyone sort of turned round and you know was 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 cheering and supporting them. It's just a big solid unit. So to pick Turner out is only because I want to. I'm going to give you a name, but it's being harsh. Mm. And finally, um, how far do you think we can progress in the Champions League next season? Because we're one point away from automatic automatically qualifying, I believe. Do you know what I think? Next year, with we've got it. Let's we've got to go through. We've definitely got to go through the group stage. We've definitely got to get through 
I would probably say I would take if you ask me now, say quarter to semi-finals and make sure we qualify for it next year. I think we need the consistency of staying in the Champions League, not only for the money, but so we can attract some, you know, th- these other players that we need to make sure we have, we can have a solid attack on the Premier League every year and, you know, go for the, the Champions League, maybe not next season, but the season after. But again, it, you know, if you ask us at the start of the season, are we going to win the league? Hand on heart, would, would any of us have said, yeah? But look where we are now. I know you, you, yeah. you would, Trev, yeah. Trev did. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it and was all kind Dan of case. as well. I think Dan did as well. I don't know if I've been quite as positive as Trevor saying we're going to win the league at the beginning of the season, but certainly from October, um, (laughs) it didn't take long to change my mind. It didn't. It didn't. Andrew, thanks very much for joining the show. We've got a few more people lining up. Everyone seems to be jumping on at once. Um, We'll see you you at... You are, sorry? Are you at the game at the weekend, mate? I'm not, mate. No, I'm not the weekend. I've got the... uh, My lad's playing for his academy team at the weekend, so uh, I've kind of had to forego a few tickets for that, but uh, I'll be down for Wolves. And then hopefully whoever ends, I can get me tickets on for uh, anything else as well. Brilliant. Wolves, hopefully, is the big party. Hopefully. Say no more than that. Say no more than that. Andrew, thanks very much for joining. Um, Cheers, chaps. See you later. Cheers, Andrew. Cheers. Thank you. Um, really good and interesting hearing there from Andrew. Um, we have a couple of others in um, in the in the chat at the minute, or in in the the green room at the minute. Oh, from Highbury's. Oh, wait, wait, Ferg. Is that um? Is that podcast royalty I see in the waiting room? It is, is that- indeed. I was just. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's too kind. I put my best on for you boys. <laughs> we, we got you all the way in from the Highbury squad, all the way in from Sky Sports News and and, and, and Talk Sports and everywhere else. Sophie, Nicolau, how are you, Sophie? I'm really well, thank you so much. Good to see all three of you fine lads. I have really enjoyed following your away days this season and I'm really happy yeah. that you... Um, that uh, you lobbed me a little uh, note because I, I enjoy listening to you guys. Uh, you're very calming. And, you know, when I'm walking the dogs, uh, I like to listen to to the guns, lads. So thanks for having me. Oh, thank, thank you. No KC no tonight. Go on, Trev, you go. You go. I'll leave no, you sorry, Trev. I just, I just, oh, you're, you're starstruck. You're starstruck. Off you go. I am. I, no. I love, I love what Sophie and Kev do. I, I don't watch as often as I could. It's often on too late for me. I'm in bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> But I love what you're doing. I'm I'm so pleased that you've given us the time, Sophie, because that means we're doing something right. You wouldn't come on this show if you didn't think we were doing it right. So I very much appreciate you coming on. Um, so just tell us, Sophie. Can I ask this question, Ferg? You far away, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just did you expect this? Did you expect to see what we're seeing this season? No, hundred percent no, and. Uh... You know, for me, it's been a gradual falling in love with what's been happening. You know, I've been very honest about, you know, owning what I thought at the start of um, Mikel Arteta's tenure at the Arsenal. And as a fan, but also as a broadcaster, I felt like, you know, what I was seeing, what I had to say, what I see and what I was seeing wasn't um, particularly attractive. And I'm not, you know... Sometimes I like to think I'm so Stradamus, but I'm just not. So I can't see into the future too much. You know, what I do is to talk about what's happening now. As a fan, I wanted to believe that he could turn things around and and build an Arsenal football club in his image. And then as you start to see that unfold in front of your eyes, it's completely undeniable. I mean, you know, uh, 
during that point where you could see the team coming together, the culture evolving, the club rebuilding, the owners being engaged, all of it was coming together, the player DNA and profile, you know, players that we could actually care about again, going into the armory and being confused about whose name you're going to put on the back of your shirt. All of a sudden, all of these things started falling into place and the turn was undeniable. And I just didn't understand fans at that point that was still against what was actually happening. And now I feel like there's definitely a coming together. I feel like we have, we've said it so many times at moments. And when I go back to the Welbeck moment, I felt like, wow, we finally have our Arsenal back, but it wasn't meant to be. You know, you you go through the FA Cups and you think, yeah, this team can go on and now challenge in the Premier League, but that wasn't meant to be. And what it took was real change and a blowing everything up and turning it around in order for us to move forward. And, you know, I didn't really have the patience for that to begin with. And I've learned a lot of lessons from that. So being here now and just trying to enjoy the journey and not think about the destination too much is where I'm at. And I'm just trying to soak up every moment because it's been so long since we've been here. That's quite uh, funny because uh, a little earlier on, we were talking about just the away days and the European trips with Dan. And Dan said his uh, approach and understanding of football has changed so much now that it's not just about winning and losing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's an awful lot more than that. It's safe to say now that you do trust the process, Sophie? I actually have gone from that to progress. So I'm an, I'm in the progress mode. I think the process part is over. And now I think yeah. as a football club, we're in progress mode. So what does that then lead to, right? Um, I mean, it would be a shame if we couldn't end up winning this this season. Um, am I going to lose my marbles if we don't? No, because of those lessons that I've learned um, over the last, you know, three or four seasons. So, yeah, um, progress for me is insane. To go from falling off the cliff last year and losing our mental to being so mentally strong this season is the biggest thing for me because one of the things I've always hated over the years is how our mental impotence, you know, how we just would go 1-0 down, 2-0 down, and then before you knew it, we're 3-0 down, the game's over. Now we go a goal down, someone scores an own goal. I was listening to you guys earlier the fans are behind that player and we can overcome that adversity. So for me, the mental part this year, in addition to just watching some really fun football, has been actually fun to watch. Us get in a pickle and come out of it. Whereas before I used to just hide behind the couch and hope we'd come out of it. Very um, different. You, you say you're in the, the, the progress stage now, and that's a very good analogy, actually. But for that progress, how much do you think we need to strengthen in the summer? Uh, like squad numbers and you know it's unlikely that we're going to buy five six seven eight players how many windows do you think it's going to be so that we're up there as one of the top top european challenging teams yeah um you know some Sorry, people big think, questions <laughs> no 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 but some people think oh that question but it's a really i think it continues to be an important question because what we've been talking about with super kev a little bit on our show is Now we're getting into territory where we may actually lose players we like. Mm. We we were giving away players. We couldn't sell a bean. Our market value was garbage. So now not only do we have market value players who we want to keep, but we also have players who we love, like a Kieran Tierney, who may leave the club. We have a Balogun who's, you know, doing incredible things on his loan deal. And you ask yourself, you know, what 
what's going to happen there. We'd love to see him progress. So I like that we're getting into that pickle. It's not one that I think that we're going to feel comfortable with at first, just because we've gone through these different phases. But Kev said eight players last January. And I think that we're getting to that point where bringing in two or three, and I'm not fussed on the name on the back of the shirt. I'm a Tony Adams girl. So to me, it's about the right player who fits into how Mikel Arteta wants to play. Um, and if he's a sexy name and he's great, fine. But I think the January transfer window has shown that just because you pay $100 million for someone doesn't mean you can get immediate results. He may, he, he'll probably be a superstar long-term, Mudrick, but we want to win the league today. And, um, and I think the club has learned a lot of lessons from the mistakes they've made in the past in the transfer window. Dan, Dan, did you have any questions that you'd like to put to Sophie? I mean, first first question, at the, uh, the start when you came on, Probably not football related. You said you find Fergus and Trev calming. How the hell do you find them too calming? <laughs> <laughs> That's but, a very um, good point. Very good point. Um, I, you oh, know what you it is. To agree. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what it is. It's the oh, I've seen a lot worse than this. Not like you know knowledge pedigree. You know sometimes I think that we live in such an instant gratification world. And especially if our profession is in that, you know, you got to get instant results for everything. You kind of let that seep into your own culture a little bit. So these guys have kind of been there through some dark days, uh, Dan. So, yeah, that's the calming part for me. Fair enough. Very fair calming. enough. Very calming. I, I do uh, the Irish I... lilt. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an actual football question, but... Um... Obviously, you said we're getting to the territory of where we might start to lose players we like. And I think that the Kieran Tierney one is maybe a bit different because he's on the outskirts. Mm. Um, Balogun, I think you expect at times when you bring through young academy players that you are going to be eventually selling off a few of them to earn money, to generate funds, to keep the academy going. And a very, a very occasion you get a star, you get a player like a Saka. But do you think there's a risk that if we don't, progress and keep challenging for titles in years to come we might start to lose not just the players coming through but also the stars of the team like the Sackers and Martinelli's that will go maybe like around Madrid or Barcelona of, of years gone by super careful love what you're saying because he said all along especially with Saka you know when he's hanging out with Man City players in the England setup and they're winning things left right and center eventually he's going to want to win things too right I mean he's people Saka's a teddy bear with a shotgun for me. You know, he is ruthlessly ambitious in a endearing way. And I love that about him. A very smart young man. And, you know, I, it's important that we keep plays like that. And your point is superb because unless we start winning, players' ambition will outgrow ours. We've seen that in the past and we can't make the same mistakes. Even though it's a different culture now and different folks are in charge. Um, I think it's really important that we win. They get that taste of winning because that was my point with the Europa League. Um, some people came down on me because I was, as a fan, I was really upset that we got knocked out. And, uh, you know, I we haven't won a trophy since Kev played. We haven't won a European trophy since that side, um, you know, in the early 90s. Same with the League Cup. And I just think oh, it would be nice to win it again. Um, and just for this team to get a taste of what it means to win. That FA Cup team is not really together anymore. There are a few players left from that. 
So to get that taste of winning, say what you want about Manchester United, whether they were over-celebrating or not, winning that League Cup gives them a taste to to want more. And I, that's what I want for our team as well. So it's really important, um, especially for the players who are hot commodities, that we do that. Sophie, thank you very, very much for joining us. Uh, shout out to uh, the, the squaddies and we'll do the old... Uh, salute to the Thank squaddies. you. Thanks for uh, having Highbury me. Highbury Squad on, well, everybody everybody will know where to find you guys. Uh, Highbury <laughs> Squad on YouTube and uh, everywhere else. Uh, yourself and Super Kev, when are you on next? Uh, we're actually, I'm on in about a little bit here. We're going to talk uh, Arsenal women with Shaban Ahern. Um, our women play in the uh, Champions League against Bayern Munich tonight. We got a win. We're 1-0 down. So we're going to have a little bit of a chat um, uh, during the first half a little bit and then go enjoy the game. Uh, so, and, and we look forward to hosting you guys at the end of the season. Maybe we can have an end of season chat with you. Absolutely. I'm in Budapest from the 29th. So that could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> couldn't get a refund, hey? <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> the, oh, good, the good lady wife is coming. She's gone, oh, we can go to the zoo now. We can go to the spa. We can have the... And we've got Wednesday free. <laughs> oh, bless you. Well, you know what? What's it? maximize yeah, exactly. the opportunity right <laughs> what's it like being a guest rather than the host i love it it's so much nicer i don't have to focus on you know naughty people in chat although we have really good well-behaved listeners in our chat i have to say they're pretty decent um but no i enjoy it yeah i do it's nice brilliant well we must have you on again thank you very much sophie thanks for having me guys take podcast. care lots take of love thank you sophie. Cheers, come on Arsenal. Bye. thank you bye-bye bye Oh, Dale, I I added you on really quickly there. I was just going to introduce you. Uh, I didn't want you falling asleep on the bed there. That was all. I was, <laughs> actually, you doing? I was hoping for a uh, bit of an intro and a warm-up warm so I can... Uh, oh, get... well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get rid of you. Live from Peterborough, in the in the beige corner, we've got <laughs> Dale. How you doing, Dale? Good evening, gents. How are we doing? Is it Saturday yet? Yeah, good. It's not if you text that to me again, it's like it's like having the kids in the car going, Are we nearly there yet, Dad? <laughs> oh, I've missed you, boys. Yeah. Well uh, Del, I was just gonna say this is uh this is guns and yellow ribbons and not uh only fans, just to let you know. Oh right, oh sorry. Bye, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Trev Trev, have you got a question that you'd like to put to Dale? Yeah, do you know what I I wanna pick up with I, I wish I could have caught Sophie before she went, so I wanna pick up um, where Sophie left off, because I agree with what she says, with a little proviso. Um, I think all squads need, or however good your squad is, it needs a little freshener at the end of a season. You need to sign a couple of players to freshen the squad and lift the squad, you know, however good you are. But I honestly think that what we've got at the moment, what we've got at the moment, taking in, into account is the squad's age, and what they've done so far, I honestly think that we can go, the world is our oyster with this squad, if they if we keep seeing the progress that Sophie talked about. And I know that progress is, is brought by bringing in players, but I honestly think that what we've got is only going to need freshening up for probably the next three, four, five years. And I just wondered, Dal, what's your, what's your thoughts on this current crop of players? Where can they take us? It's a very good point, Trev, and I, th I think we're just going to get stronger. I mean, you look at the average age, which you just touched on there, the age. Um, I can't ignore the fact that Partey is, I think, 30, coming on 31, the same with Xhaka. Um, we constantly get linked with Declan Rice, with Moises Caicedo. I think we do need to bring one of them in. Um, 
for, if nothing else, get them integrated into the squad earlier. Um, the, the, the earlier we bring them in, the earlier they integrate and, and, and become part of not just the 11 uh, on the pitch, but also behind the scenes. I mean, you, you look at some of the players like El Elneny, um, they don't necessarily spend time on the pitch, but they're well highly regarded within the club. Um, it's a good question. Where do you strengthen? Because the reality is, I mean, you need you need uh, strength all around. I mean, we've got a great starting eleven and arguably a good bench now. But the reality is, Man City have got twenty um, players who who could who could come in at any point. We need to. That's the that's what we need to be. We need to be aiming for that. Not just does it freshen the squad up. It keeps people on their toes. Keeps people competitive, knowing that if you're not playing to your potential and how you should be, you you could potentially be dropped next week. On top of that. If you add into the fact that we're going to have Champions League football next year again, how good does that sound, by the way? Um, it's it just that oh, I'm, I'm just looking at me now. Everyone else has disappeared. But, uh, <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> yeah, on top of that, it, for me, it's just uh, I think we do need to bring those reinforcements in. Um, I'd say second field more than anywhere else, to be honest. I'd like to see another striker. Um, there was talk of Balogun. Um, I'm still not convinced by Eddie. I think he's been an absolutely fantastic servant to us. I really am. But I think for the level we are aiming for, is Eddie a Champions League striker? I don't think he is. I'd like to see another striker come in. Um, I'd like someone like a, a Giroud type striker, um, like an Ivan Tony to be to be fair, someone like that. But these players don't come cheap now. They're Declan Rice, Caicedo, Tony. We're talking 50-plus million for every single one of those players. Dan, question? I guess probably leading on to the last one. I know you've said a few, a few positions, but where do you feel they're going to be filled? Because for me, I think there's probably six positions that we need to be filled, but that isn't necessarily always going to be from the transfer market. Some of that is going to be from from youth. So some of those names that you said you're not sure of, do we need to give them a chance to fill those positions a bit more or just say, no, we're a top club, let's go out and bring people in now of top quality now rather than for a year or two time? And adding to that, if you do just dump them, does that ruin the culture that's just been built? That's why I said it's a great question. And I think you've got to be careful. You have that happy, that fine balance. And it is a fine balance act. You do need to bring quality in. But at the same time, you can't ruin what's 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 there in the background, right? Look at Hale End. We've produced some fantastic players from Hale End. People are still, I mean, they're quick to forget. We're still, I mean, we've still got Smith Rowe there. Smith Rowe's still to integrate back into the squad. Um, that could potentially fill one of those central midfield positions, albeit not the, the the type of central midfield we need. I'd like to see, I'd love to see Balogun come back. I, I'd I'd love to see him come. I've been a big fan of his for for three four years now, and I'd love to see him come back and do what he's doing now. I do think he's got more potential than Eddie. Um, Are you a bigger fan of Balogun than you were of Trossard? Because you, um, you screamed from the rooftops about Trossard from the summer. I did, yeah. I mean, Trossard for me was um, I, the last player I was very similar with was, was Chesney. Before Chesney came into the first team fold, he I'd, I'd, I'd known about him for a while. I'd watched him for a while. He's a fantastic player. It was quite obvious he was going to come through, and he did. And then Trossard, I thought was I, I mean, I called that a year ago. So we should have done it last summer. But was a fantastic player. Um, Balogun, it's hard to really say because we've not seen enough of him against top opposition. However, this season, some would argue. He, he's done that, right? He's stepped up. He's out. He's outscoring the likes of Messi and Mbappe and people like that in the French league. Yes, it's only the French league, but you have to give him a go, right? 
for me, Eddie's had his chance. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think Eddie's a top four player. I think Eddie's uh, maybe a top six player, a top half player. So I'd, 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 I'd integrate Balogun back into the team um, in some way, shape or form and maybe look to cash in on Eddie, however, however harsh that sounds. The same with Reese Nelson. He's, he scored one of these goals recently, which we all remember. And, oh God, I don't think I was, I can't remember the last time I celebrated like that um, in the 97th minute. It was fantastic. I mean, we all remember it like it was yesterday, right? But the reality is he's not consistent enough. I mean, he was, he was, he came into the first team fold behind Saka. Uh, sorry, ahead of Saka and people like that. Yet he still hasn't developed to how he's been. People... He's been unlucky with injuries. In fairness, agreed, agreed. But he has also had loan spells where he hasn't performed there either. Um, when he has been injury free, so I mean, I'm, again, it's nothing to do with them personally. I like the lads. I really do. I've got a lot of time for them, but I think we need to be aiming higher and bringing through the likes of Balogun instead of Eddie. I'd be interested. What, what's what's your guys' thoughts on 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 I mean, Eddie? If, if I can just jump in on Eddie quickly, I mean. I'd argue he has been consistent and I think he's been consistent when he started games. He hasn't been fantastic off the bench when he's coming in and out of the, the side, but he's had two runs in this team where he's had consecutive games and he's scored in all of those runs. So I think it's a bit harsh to say that straight away he's just not good enough to get rid of him. But agreed, I think there's lots that he needs to develop. Uh, yeah, I, I take point taken, point taken. But how much more time does he need to develop? He's, he's only twenty three. He's only twenty three. A striker doesn't come good till twenty. No, no, C com completely get it. Completely understand that. And I, I think one thing we do lack from our strikers to an extent is goals. And I know we say about starting and coming off the bench, but the reality is you need in the level we're trying to get to the the, more, the, the ability the the opposition we're playing against. You need players to be able to do that. Yeah, Matt, Matt in the chat says you're spot on and also said earlier that, you know, we're still lacking a tall striker. You know, we don't have, do we have a plan B, uh, though? I don't think we do, which is why, well, I say I don't think we do. That's harsh to say because I think we've seen that the decisions can be made with what we've got available to us and it does work. But I do think um, a big target man up front. I mean, we, we whip so many crosses into the box at times. I mean, Giroud would have been lapping these up like you wouldn't believe. I mean, and I do think a big man up the top like that. So, and I, I keep referring back to Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony for me is is a fantastic footballer. He's got two great feet. He knows where the back of the net is. He's great with his head, and he and he bullies defenders. So that's we, when was the last time we had somebody like that? I mean, Giroud was the last person we had who could hold a ball up, and I think we do need somebody like that. Mm, yeah, uh, Trev, did we cover this question here that Lewis has put in the chat? You know, is it time to get um, excited about the Champions League again and get it back to the levels we're, we're at, Trev? Uh, of course it's time to get excited about the Premier League. Uh, uh, my view slightly different, differs to you, boys, in that I think we've got the players now to win the, the, the Champions League if they keep improving like they have done. They've shocked everybody this year being where they are in the league. Nobody, well, almost nobody expected the Arsenal Football Club to be where we are this season. And we're where we are this season because we've got an improving young manager and an improving young squad. Now, I just think if the improvement continues into next season and we buy a couple of players to, to strengthen the squad, although it's going to be trouble, we're going to struggle to find players of the quality to fit in the squad that are not going to want to play every week because they're not going to get in the side every week. So it's a real difficult conundrum. But if the improvement continues into next season, 
it's not an overstatement to say the world's our oyster because we are that good on our day now. Put another year into everyone. Put another year into the progress, as Sophie rightly called it. And who knows? We we can we can really do it. Just just an interesting point about our strikers, right? Because we do we we do need more goals from our strikers, right? We do need more goals. And as good as he is, as as bloody good as he is, that includes Gabriel Jesus. You know, we could have done with another half a dozen goals out of Jesus this season. You know. So, fortunately, we've got Martinelli, we've got Saka, we've got um, Odegaard. We're all chipping in with the goals, so it's nicely balanced. But we could really do with our striker scoring a few more goals. And that's not a picking on Jesus, it's just a fact, you know. I agree with that. On that note there, Trev, as well, you stick a 20-goal striker, 20-goal-a-season striker, into that team there, all of a sudden it's a different ball game. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 but does that take away from the, 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 the sort of technical players that we have? That it seems that those players coming, those, those goals coming from right across the pitch. Um, changing the topic slightly, probably on the towards the end of this podcast. Um, two things happened in the over the last week. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson and Wenger were um, uh, put into the Premier League Hall of Fame today. What was your favourite Arsene Wenger moment? It's got to be uh, Old Trafford, I think, where he got sent off and stood in the stands. Absolutely iconic, by, by far, for me, that one. Uh, Dan, any any different one than that? I think for, for him personally, um, going the season unbeaten, the year after saying, I think we can go unbeaten, and everyone laughed at him, and then to come back and do it the next year. I think for personally for him that must be something that still fills him with pride, and obviously as fans it should us too. Trev, we were there on his uh, on his departure day, and uh, you know I've got the t-shirt uh, in 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 my cupboard uh, ne- next door. What what was your favourite moment of memory of um, Arsene Wenger's era? Well, there's so many. He led us to another double. Um, he got sent off at Old Trafford, which is <laughs> rightly says was hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Was it was it Jose Mourinho he fell out with at Chelsea? Was it Mourinho he fell yeah. out with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was where they pushed pushed each other. Yeah, and of course, throwing a pizza at Fergie, and and but it shows it shows Allegedly. the true measure of the men, Fergie and and Arsene Wenger. It shows the true measure of the men that um, I was fortunate enough to be at Old Trafford in Wenger's last season. He announced that he was going. And then we play Manchester United away at Old Trafford. And they'd locked horns for years, that pair. Donkey's years, you know. But at the start of the game, Ferguson walks up onto the edge of the pitch at Old Trafford. He turns around and he waves to Wenger. Come up here, come up here. And Wenger was like, no, 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 no. And and, and Alex Ferguson insisted, come up here, come up here. And he shook his hand. And for two men that have locked horns, thrown pizza at each other, said some really bad things about each other, just goes to show that, there's a life outside football, and those two gentlemen never forgot that. And they shook hands, and they gave Wenger a, a presentation, and then they went the opposite way. But there's a second after that story. You can tell it from you were there, Fergus. You can tell it from Wenger's point of view. Just before Arsene's last game at the Emirates, um, Sir Alex Ferguson was took really poorly, very poorly. And after the game, when when Arsene Wenger came on to talk about his career at Arsenal, what great things he'd done and thank the fans and tell us he'd miss us. 
the very first thing he said was, I'd like to wish Ferguson all the best for a quick recovery. Now, in the, in the heat of the moment, with all that going on, with 20-odd years coming to an end, how did he have that in the forefront of his brain to say that? I'll tell you how he had it, because he's a gentleman like Ferguson is, and outside the game, there's another life. And that sums the two blokes up for me. They they realised, you know, they, they were great, great, great... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they locked horns on so many occasions, but there was a line, and, and they stuck to that, you know. They're great, and, uh, great adversaries, but good friends, I think, as well, and respected each other. Adversaries was the man I was looking for was the word I was looking for, Fergus. Says the guy who can't pronounce a thing normally. <laughs> that must be a first ever. That must be a first ever. But I, I've got, excuse me, I've got one more question, right, for all of you, right? It's it's more of a statement than a question, but I want to see if you agree with it. We do have a couple of questions starred as well, which we'll talk about yeah. afterwards. But yeah. yeah. Not this January just gone. The January before, we were all expecting Mikel Arteta to make signings, right? And he made none. And he made absolutely none. And then we fell away at the back end of the season and he got a bit of stick for it, didn't he? Right? But Mikel Arteta stood tall that day and he said, we won't buy players into this football club that don't improve us. Right? I will not pay good money for a player that isn't anywhere near the standard I need at the Arsenal Football Club. Right? And I hope he sticks by that for the rest of his career. I hope he sticks by that for the rest of his career. That is one of the defining moments for me, for me, of Mikel Arteta's managerial career so far, in that he had the bottle to say, I ain't going to please you fans by signing someone just to get someone in. I'm going to sign players that I want that will improve my football team. And I love that. I don't know about you boys. I love that. Uh, for me, I like I liked his opening um his opening uh, news conference or press conference or whatever it was where the uh, the um, unconditional, um, uh, what did he, he use the phrase, unconditional? Um, there, there was non-negotiables. a certain non-negotiables, that was it. And I, I like that. I also like the fact that um, he stood up to Ozil. Who, who, oh, I've got a question on that. He stood up to Ozil and he also stood up to Bamiyang and that nobody's bigger than the club and to drop your captain on Northland and Derby Day because he couldn't be asked to get himself in on time. I think he shows who, who's boss. And added to that, we could see, I know it's edited a little bit, but the club don't have any any involvement in the editing. The all or nothing on Amazon Prime uh, just showed how intelligent the man is. And he just thinks on a, on a different level. Dan? Uh, I would say, Trev, you're spot on. And... I too hope that he sticks to that because I think we're at the stage now where we we don't need to bring in people in terms of numbers. I don't think we struggle with numbers. I think he will always operate with a smaller squad, a bit like Pep does. But what we do need to bring in is is quality in depth in, instead of numbers. And that quality has to be someone that comes in that is going to make a, a difference to this team. And if not, then we need to be looking at bringing either players through the academy or improving the players that are currently at the at the club already and not just bringing in people for the sake of it. Dale? Absolutely spot on. Can't disagree with anything anyone's just said. It's the all or nothing documentary for me made me realise, you know what, whatever decision he makes, whatever he says is right, he's the manager of Arsenal Football Club and he's got my back in 110%. I can't disagree with a word he says. Mm. Somebody who's made a comment as well in the chat. Um, Irish Mick has said, I'll bring it up here so you can see it. Uh, it's on about uh, the type of um, 
where you said we need a big man up top and so on. I can't see Arteta wanting to buy a target man striker like, say, Giroud. He wants a tactical, uh, a technical footballer in every position, and that's why he's not giving Tierney the minutes that he deserves. What's your thoughts on that? And uh, write a response on that one, though. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 a, it's it's a tough one to answer because we've got something good going on now. If all of a sudden you start changing things and you you, you bring someone in who doesn't fit or doesn't fit the or they don't fit behind the scenes. It's it, There's a bigger picture here. I mean, the goals is one part. But you look at, we, we talk about Jesus, right? He went 10 games without a goal. In that 10 games, I'm pretty sure he got somewhere like five or six Man of the man, uh, man of the Match awards, um, which says to me, we're doing something right. Our strikers aren't necessarily scoring goals. But when was the last time we had three front men hit double digits? When was the last time we had anybody hit double digits for a season? So I'm not, I'm not worried as such, but... I just think football goes through spells. You went through the stage of the 4-4-2 formation. You went through the stage of five in midfield. You went through a stage of a big target, man. It's, you, you gone, we've gone through the stage of tick-attack of football. We're in, we're in a new era of football. We don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm split on it. Now, I do think we need a plan B like a target, man, for those stubborn defences where you can't break down. Thankfully, we've done it other ways this season with our football. We've let our football do the talking. And a lot of the youngsters have got there. But there are going to be times when we do come up against teams where you're going to need a big guy like that. I mean, look at Tony. Tony bullies people. We use him as an example because people keep saying that, right? Giroud used to do the same. Now, I'm not saying we do need someone. I'm not saying we don't. But this goes back to what I said a moment ago. If Arteta thinks we need one, he'll go and get one. If he doesn't, he won't. And I'll stick with him. Brilliant. I think it's a it's a really interesting point actually what Dale um, just said about types of football and and going through the eras of like ticker tacker and and the new era now they call it Gengen press and that I think regardless of whether it, you're a small call player, it what Gengen press essentially chasing or pressing the ball within a seven second period to win it back when you lose it and it's all driven by a certain type of player that is going to have one intention when they lose the ball is to go and get it again. And I think regardless of how big or small they are, Arteta will want a player that is going to go and do that and go and press the opponent. And if it so happens to be a big man that can be a target man, I think he would say, even better, let's go get it. But the priority first, he has to be to go and get the ball back and then to play the way that we want to play. Harland isn't a, isn't a, a seven-second man pressing type player, is he? He is. Ferg, I, th- I don't know. I think I think he does, but I think the the pattern of play from Pep is still to do that. Okay. It's um, it's an interesting point that the lads make, Fergus, because you can make a case for all of it. But it, Dan, in what he said in his last little bit, there is exactly right. You, when you play the the game that a lot of team play teams play nowadays, and Pep started it off at Manchester City. That's where the seven second press came from. I think I believe. Um. What you can't afford to carry a single person in the side. That's why I'm going to name names. You couldn't have an Ozil in the side. You know, you couldn't have someone that's not going to give you 90 minutes of energy. Um, it, it just doesn't work. You leave once with the high press, you leave one space and the team are around you. As we've shown at Arsenal, we go around it very nicely a lot of the time. So you can't afford to lose one person there. It's an interesting point. I could see Dale's point as well, though. I'd love to see a plan B. I'd love to see a plan B if we needed it, but you've got to balance it. Yeah, both the boys are right. Dale, Dan are both right. Slightly different aspects, but both right, Fergus. 
Mm. Dale, thank you very much uh, for joining us. When are we seeing you down at the Emirates next? Uh, yet? I'm hoping I've got a seat at your table on Saturday by the sound of it. Of course you have. Of course you have. Oh, yeah. Hey. Is it Saturday yet? I hate international weekends. I just, I have no, I, I mean, admittedly, that idiot down the road playing for England doesn't help my interest levels, but, but Saka's raised them again. But I just want to watch the Arsenal, especially this time of the year. We're on a run. We've got 10 games to go and they make me have a weekend off. No, no, it's not on. I want to play. Give me, give me, give me a reason. Sorry, Trevor. I, I tried to take it out and then it came back on again. Guys, one quick no. question, if I may, before I go. Um, yeah. it, it's the holidays coming up. And my boy is going to be one of them who sits outside the, tra uh, the training ground. Uh, trying to get a high five or a picture or or even better to stop. Do you know if they train on Tuesdays? And if so, what any sort of times or anything? Because we don't want to go down there and our time, but... I haven't got a clue. Haven't I'll find that for you, Dale, and I'll let you know. Thank all you, Trevor. Right. Uh, yeah. Guy, been been a pleasure as always. Look forward to seeing you all on Saturday. See you the weekend. See you Cheers, mate. See you, Dale. Cheers, mate. Right. Uh, Trev, um... Yeah, yeah, I had to put that song on from Big T because uh, uh, it was just hilarious. They were in that minibus. What game was that one? What game was that one? West Ham, um, I think. Was it West Ham, Boxing Day? Yeah, it might well be. It might well be. Uh, guys, I've funny I remember that. anything from that day. <laughs> funny I'm trying not to think about that lot down the road. That lot down the road don't deserve the slight, a second of our attention, do they really now? You know, they, they make a lot of noise. They make a lot of noise. They make a lot of noise. We've, made, we, we, we've appointed a new manager. We make a lot of noise. We're going to win things next year. We make a lot of noise. We don't win something next year. We sack the manager. And it's like a vicious circle. And it just goes round and round and round. And then sometimes I see on social media, they try and make a case for being as bigger or as, as good or have as much history as, as our great club. And, then I just turn it all off because it's such a load of bull crap, such a load of rubbish, such a load of rubbish. Um, well, it um, it may just be worth saying, um, Antonio, are you listening? He might just be listening because he hasn't got much. Else he might, he's got nothing else to do, has he? Really, <laughs> nothing else really to do. Fuck, we have one you know, final. Look, listen. Uh, you asked Dan a question earlier, right? And it made me smile. And it made me turn my book back, right? And it's, and I just want to see what what your thoughts are on this, right? You said to Dan. Who's the most improved player at the Arsenal this season, right? And Dan chose Ben White, and you can absolutely make that case, right? But and then I looked at this list, like Ramsdale has been better this season than he was last season, without a doubt. He's growing into the club. Tommy Asu and White at right back, both improved immensely, you know, when they played. Saliba is a new signing, but he's absolutely, you know, fantastic. Holding, don't get much game time, but when he comes on, still improving, still doesn't let us down. Gabriel is a class act now, plays two positions every week, plays left, plays left back and left centre. Zinchenko, new signing, but look what he's done for us. Um, Party, better season than he's had, best season ever. Xhaka, an improvement oh, off the scale. You know, I can, Saka improves with every game, the young man. 
You know, Odegaard, look where he's come from this season. People were wondering if we've done the right thing signing him. Martinelli scoring goals for fun this season. You know, and then you've got Jesus and Trossard up front, the new signings who have been blinded. You can, you can honestly make a case for every single player in the Arsenal team to be player of the season. You, if someone said a player's name, you'd find it hard to disagree. I watched um, a bit of Lee Judge's um, TV with uh, Lee and Dan and they were having a, a, a chat about, it was after the England game and Saka's goal for England in the second game. I haven't seen it. I, I, I only watched the Ireland game over over the um, international break. I don't really like the international breaks. But um, they were trying to find out who is a better player, Kane or Saka. And um, the vote, I think, overall, because it was Arsenal heavy, was, was Saka. Clearly, he's younger as well, and Kane is on the on you know on the tip and going down on 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 his um, trajectory as a in, in a career. But I sat there and I, and I actually made a comment. I said, "Yeah, we've got we're really lucky to have Saka, but we've got Odegaard, we got Martinelli, we got and you just list like what you've gone through, the players that we've gone through, and we're so blessed at this moment in time where this club is, and a little sprinkling of magic dust." Over the top of it, and in in the in the summer, and probably again in January, um, and I think we can go a long way. I do definitely think we need um, a keeper. If you just bloody fly, um, I I think we need a keeper um, definitely because I don't think we can go into the Champions League campaign with Turner as our number two. Um, I won't get into a big debate on that one, but I will have a, a final question. Uh, and Trevor, I think you said you wanted to answer this question, didn't you? Which is um, on ticketing. Yeah. So let's I, read out I, the question I, first. Good evening, gents. What do you think uh, the uh, club should do about ticketing situation with the tickets selling out in under six minutes? And when you see tickets appearing on reselling sites for around £1,500, it's even seen four grand, leaving uh, several thousand disappointed. Right. From, from what I'm hearing from people in the know, right, is that there are definitely the odd tickets changing hands in particular for the Wolves game, for a lot of money. But there is nowhere near the amount you see on these ticket sales sites. They're not They're not there. They haven't got them. They advertise them hoping that they might get one and be able to supply you. It, it'd be interesting to find out how many people, well, of people that pay that much money probably don't want people to know they've paid that much money, and you can respect that. But they, what they'll do is they'll, they'll say, we can't supply you and send your money back again. Because they, I've been told that although there is the odd ticket out there changing hands for big money, when you see like six, seven, eight hundred being advertised on the site, they don't have those tickets. I saw a site today that said it had 600 and odd tickets for Arsenal v Wolves. Well, that would mean that they've somehow got hold of a tenth of the stadium's capacity. Or no, a very high percentage. 10%, of 10% yeah. 10%, 60,000, yeah. No, six hundred. One percent would be, yeah. So it's, uh, whatever it is, to have six hundred tickets for one game just like that is is unbelievable, to be honest. And I don't believe that they've got them. I'm of the opinion that they advertise them, hoping that someone's going to jump in and buy one. And then if you if you, if they can't come up with the ticket from the one or two sources they might have, then they send the money back. That's my belief. Yep. I don't believe everything you see. It's not perfect. I know there are tickets changing hands for big money, the odd one or two. I know there's one or two sites on Facebook where the people are shameless and they will ask big money for tickets. They don't care. Um, 
but people are paying it. So, you know, I, I, I don't agree with it. You know, I think that every ticket that goes outside the club should either be ticket exchanged or friends and family. But you can't, you can't manage that, Fergus. You can't manage that, mate. I, it's, I, I, it I'm led so to believe, Trev. Makes me so sad, Ferg. There's some wonderful Arsenal fans that are going to every game that can't get tickets now. There's wonderful fans that have been going to every game for the last 10 years through the deepest of dark periods, going and supporting our club. Now they can't get a look in, and that's very sad. That makes me feel very sad. And uh, I just hope that they, they can do something about that, but I don't know what they can do. I'll let you two boys answer that, and I just want to finish on something, Ferg. Different. Let, let, don't let yeah, me... Yeah, 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 will do. Um, from, what, what I know, from what I know, um, speaking to some people on some of the committees and, and some other contacts, there is a lot going on behind the scenes. I know a lot of IP addresses have been blocked. Uh, there's other, other things that they're uh, looking at. Some I'm, I'm I'm not privy to say. I'm not saying I'm an ITK or anything like that um, by any means. But there is some action going into place. Uh, they have to do something because at the moment they've got, I don't know, 100,000 red and silver members out there paying 30, 40, 50 pound a year and not being able to buy a ticket. You know, it, it, it's, it's printing money for the sake of printing money. And if you can't give somebody the product, you know, I, I personally have two reds and my gold because uh, I buy tickets sometimes for my my kids and my grandkids and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it, unless they're going to make that worth it, uh, it's not good. But there is a lot of changes going to happen in uh, the close season. Uh, and even with aways, uh, myself and Dan, we've got some points. We struggle to get away tickets in our own name. We're lucky to have uh, some good friends and contacts that um, occasionally help us out uh, when we go to, to some games. Um but that's that's the way it should be, and it's all face value and all very amicable. Dan, your thoughts on the whole thing, and then we'll let Trevor go into Trevor time. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've, I've only heard similar to you guys in terms of what the club are trying to do to resolve it, and exactly that, that I think the tickets on the sites are not actually available. But the, the biggest shame of it, as Trev said, is there are fans that have been going for years when we haven't been in the best of moments, and they're the ones that I feel sorry for that can't get tickets now. All of the people that all of a sudden want to come back to the club and get a ticket and then complain, oh, I've got a membership, what have I got it for? I don't really feel sorry for you, if I'm totally honest. I know it might sound a bit harsh, but I've got no sympathy at all. Um, you should have been there the last couple of years. It's the people that have been there that now can't get it, I feel sorry for. Well said, well said. Well Trev, done, over to you. Well, firstly, right, sticking on the ticket theme is that ticket exchange doesn't necessarily work either. I put my ticket on the ticket exchange once. And it was purchased off the ticket exchange. I did everything right. I couldn't go to the game, put my ticket in the ticket exchange. And the lad that sits next to me said that a tourist turned up there and told him he'd paid a lot of money for the ticket. So that ticket must have been bought by someone with a red membership or a silver membership and then passed on again at a, at a great profit. That, that, that I'm sure that happens a lot. I'm sure that happens a lot. So my advice to season ticket holders is, if you want, do what I do. I don't put my ticket on ticket exchange. I pass it on to a member of my friends or my family that I know go to every game or can go to every game they possibly can and they want to go. And um, if they want to pay me for that ticket, I ask them for the face value, nothing more, nothing less. Um, and then I know that going to sit in my seat is someone that, that supports the team every week. That's my personal view, what I do. To finish with a smile, Ferg. To finish with a smile, mate. After the England game this week, right, Gareth Southgate said, and I quote, Lukaku Saka has improved his game this season. When, he, when you look at him now, he when he gets in the box with the ball, 
you think he's going to score. He's got that confidence in his game that he hasn't had in previous seasons. And you now know he's going to look to score. He's going to look to, to, to take his chance to put the ball in the back of the net. That was Gareth Southgate after the England game. If you go back about six, about eight or ten weeks to one of our podcasts, I don't know which one it was, we said exactly the same. So Gareth Southgate's just on just on catch-up, you know. If you want the news first, come and listen to us boys waffle on. He's been in the chat all night. Yeah, he's been listening. <laughs> been listening, yeah. folks. Got ideas. That's what he is. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, this has gone on longer than longer and longer than everything. I, I, I've I've enjoyed it. It was it's something different to do in in the um, in in the international break. Hopefully, now that some people have seen and heard different people coming on, um, uh, maybe they'll try it the next time we do this. We will do some throughout the summer. Um, thank you to um, our guests that joined on. Let me remember we had Ben Bennett, uh, Clock End Ben, uh, who is down with the Ashburton Army. We had Andrew. Uh, then we had Sophie, uh, and finally we had uh, Dale. So it was it, it was really good to to get those people on and have their opinions as well. I know some of them have been on the show in the past, and 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 they're, they're uh, all know us as friends, but we're all friends in the chat and everything. And Dan, um, thank you for joining us. Uh, much better laptop on this one. Much better laptop that you're using this time than, than normal. Yeah, I might have to join on the phone more often. But yeah, no, thanks for having me again and looking forward to the beers on on Saturday. And uh, imagine going into that game after uh, Liverpool nicking a point or three. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Oh, come oh, on. I, I think I'd be so nervous, you know that? So, so nervous. My nerves will be gone Ferg. by then. Make the old boy cry, Ferg. Play that tune, son. Play that are we, tune. Are we, do, are we doing that? Oh, well, yeah, we're we're in for a penny, in for a pound, isn't it? I've got uh, the tissues ready. <laughs> which one do you want? I don't care. On the way um, to the game, I'm shitting myself in the Trevor's library. Been watching Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Dan phones clearly rang, so he's gone. Just got delivered. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right, guys, we're out of here. Thanks, everybody. Uh, if you like what we do, you know what to do. Click the bell, click the, the like, and all that sort of stuff. Up the Arsenal, hot the Spurs. Come on, is it Saturday yet? You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans.
Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.